0: Good day, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, my name is Novia Siamese. Welcome to the Fatherless Fathers podcast. This is our first episode of this, um, I believe, will be a groundbreaking podcast as we are trying to deal with issues that are affecting the family structure in our black communities especially. And I welcome you all to this podcast and I hope I also get a couple of guests to come in and help us dissect and look at this issue that we are currently facing which is a generation that has grown up without fathers and it is their turn now to pick up the mic and become fathers it is important that we address this issue Uh, Because if we don't, we have a a generation of young men that are growing up without guidance, without people who are going to guide them, without people who are going to give them direction and how they're going to have to take up the next stage of their lives and become fathers. One of the statistics uh, that is uh, mind-boggling if you are a person who's into statistics, South Africa is currently ranked as number one of all the places that women are unsafe in, 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 in the world. South Africa is number one. It is believed that 40% of South African women, women will experience sexual um, sexual harassment or sexual abuse in their lifetime 40 percent of south african women if you are to put it into context if there are 40 million people and 53 percent of that population is women and 40 percent of that population will experience sexual harassment or sexual um, abuse in their lifetime you're talking of a whole lot of people of a whole lot of women that will suffer this pandemic of sexual harassment or sexual um sexual abuse that they go through in the hands of men let's not let's not be coy about it it is in the hands of men that these women suffer this and if we do not address the root cause of a problem and we continuously deal with the symptoms of a problem we will not get to, we do not get into a situation where we can be able to address the actual causes of this whole issue so it is important that we talk about this thing and talk about it candidly we talk about it clearly clearly so that everyone can be able to to understand where we stand as men and if men do not get up and try and address this this issue is not going to be sorted out it was shocking to me you've got south africa is number one place where women are not safe and then you've got brazil i think it's number two and then probably number three was mexico if i if i can remember correctly but south africa was miles ahead of brazil in terms of the index they were using to determine uh whether women are safe in a country which is amazing to me that um our efforts uh that we are dealing. If, if I've been to many workshops of, of of trying to address this issue, I've been to many workshops where people say we need to address this pandemic of of uh, abuse in, in in the South African household, especially in the Black South African household, and most of the the solutions that were being touted there have not worked have not worked before and I always asked myself why are those why are those solutions not working um, in the environment that we are living why are those solutions not not yielding any uh, positive results why are are we still dealing with this particular issue and then I realized that the approach to this um, a lot of people when they try to approach this issue they approach it trying to address a symptom of a problem and not the root of the problem. So we are trying to address the symptom of the problem and we are not trying to address the root cause of the problem. But I believe if we are to go to the root cause of the problem, we can be able to address the problem and also address the symptoms that are manifesting in our society. So if we are to go down to the root cause of the problem, in the Christian community, they will tell you that the, the reason why we have so many issues around at this particular moment and and we have this issue in south africa is because we are a nation that has moved away from god we are a nation that has moved away from the sense of god I, and but to generalize it and put a blanket statement like that is to also alienate those people that do not believe in what you believe in as much as i'm a christian I want to open a platform to the other people that do not believe in what I believe in. So I don't want to box myself into a, a corner of saying I will address this in a Christian way i want to address this in a general way so that we can be able to have conversations irregardless of religious lines because if we are to 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 get into our religious corner and into our echo chambers we we tend to then start to isolate the next person i know this is gonna anger my christian uh our brothers to say no we need to address it in a christian way yes we need to but we also need to open a platform for people that have got different opinions to our opinion so that we address this matter this is not a a, 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 a christian issue this is not a a, 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 a a religious issue this is a social issue that needs to be addressed let me just give you statistics um of South African black families have got fathers present in the house. 30% of black families have got fathers present in the house. It is believed about 56% of the colored community have got their fathers present in the house. And if you are to look at at the white community, it is believed that 80% of the white community have got fathers present in the house black community is about 30%. That means we have 70% of black families where there is no father in the house, where the father is absent in the house. So we got 70% of the black population growing up without either knowing who their father is or they have never had a relationship with their father or they just see their father pass by on the streets and they just point him as the father but they do not have any connection with him 70% of our black families go through this, it is astounding to me that this is actually a figure that is is, is a reality in life And, and people will be questioning and asking me why am I focusing on this whole issue of the fathers. Why am I focusing on, on on the absence of the fathers? Because it is the root cause of all other social ills that we are seeing. The root cause of it is when men fail to be fathers and father their children. And because they fail to father their children, their failure spills out of the house to our streets to our to our communities to our workplaces to our relationships to our issues. we become a dysfunctional society because of a men who have failed to become what god had created them to be to be fathers and to father, and to nature, and to protect, and to guide, and to give vision to the to the next generation, so that the next generation can become a greater leaders and better fathers and the better community builders. But without the, with with the absence of that, then the fathers are to blame for the issues that we are currently facing. And a lot of you might say, yeah, but you'll be generalizing. this. So you can't be blaming, blaming fathers and blaming men for issues that are happening around. Yes, we have to blame the man because you are the vision bearer of the family. And if you are a vision bearer of the family and the vision is not working, we blame the person who is supposed to be the one um, telling us or showing us what the vision of the family is. My father once gave me a very profound um, illustration about manhood that that blew my mind. And, and my dad gave me this, this profound illustration. He said to me, a man has got a seed inside of him. And he's like a farmer. And when he's like a farmer, a farmer before he plants his seed, he needs to find the right environment for his seed. He needs to find the right soil for his seed. He needs to look at the weather and see whether the weather is conducive for his seed to grow. He needs to look at the the, the fertility of that ground and the richness of that ground. Will that ground be able to sustain his seed so that when he plants his seed or his maize seed, it will grow and strive in that environment. It is the job of the farmer to do that. It is the job of the farmer to address those issues and address that. And when, when, when you, you look at, at, at that illustration that my dad was giving me, he was literally telling me that it is my job as a man to find a proper ground for my seed so that when I plant my seed, in that former ground, I must be able to, to, to check whether the environment is conducive for that seed, whether the ground is fertile for that seed, whether the ground is, is the, the right ground for the seed to grow and to strive. And it is the role of the farmer to find a proper ground for him to lay his seed. But then he says to me, if you go on and plant your seed everywhere, and you plant your seed in the wrong environment, you will realize that the seed is not going to grow. The seed is not going to strive. Even if it does grow, it will require a lot of work from you to make it succeed in that environment that you have put You have put that seed in. I was blown away by this whole illustration. And then he said to me, it's the same thing when you want to have a child you need to find the right ground you need to find the right environment you need to find the right place for the child to grow and to strive it is your duty as a man to do that and then he says to me but if you go around planting your seed everywhere your seed might succeed in different environments but it's gonna take a lot of work for that seed to succeed. And this is the the the, 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 the problem we have in, in today's generation where we have men that go planting seeds everywhere, leaving children everywhere, leaving kids in environments that are difficult for those kids to succeed, those, those environments that are hard for the child to succeed. The child might succeed, but it's going to take a lot of work for that child to succeed. And because the child has been left in an environment that is frustrating, that is, I grew up in the ghettos. I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up in the ghetto. We grew up among one of the most poorest ghettos in, in the city of Bulawayo in Zimbabwe. I grew up among one of the, the poorest uh, uh, communities there. But one thing is our father raised us differently. We grew up in a community where we we were surrounded by people who were drinking, who were doing drugs, who were, were thieves, who were stealing. We never did that because we had a father that had a vision for his kids and he had told us that this is not you. This is might be the environment that you find yourself in, but this is not you. So we were different from the kids that were outside on the streets. With I never, I never drank, I never smoked. I haven't even smoked in my entire life. I've never smoked, and and I grew up around guys who were smoking every day. They were they were smoking as young as thirteen years old. And someone is starting to smoke. I I had my first child when I was in my late twenties. I was my first child. In fact, I had my child when i was in my 30s i I was 31 when i have my uh, when i had my child and i had guys that i grew up with who had children when they were 16 years old and they had kids they didn't work they didn't go to work but they had kids at 16 years old how do you become a father at 16 years old when you are supposed to be fathered at that age so i grew up in, in in that environment but i had a father who instilled a different mindset to me who's saying listen this is not going to happen in my house you're not going to come at the end at the late at, at, at night and, and do whatever you want this is not your house this is my house and he inst- instilled discipline in me but when i looked around the, the, the outside environment that i grew up in around a lot of homes that i grew up in that didn't have debt it was an open-gate policy. There were no rules in those houses. There was no... People were doing whatever they wanted to do. I know a lot of feminists who come to me and say, yeah, but you are telling us that if there is no man in the house, then that means the, the house is in chaos. That means women are incapable of, 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 of building a family. No, I'm not saying that. You are misreading my point. What I'm saying is... We have roles to play in the society that we are in, male and female. There is roles that a male needs to play. And we, we need to address the role of a man so that we can address the ills of the society. If we don't address men and address what is it that they are supposed to be doing as men then we will be dealing with the issues that we are dealing with today. Issues of, of frustrated young people, issues of families that are in disarray, especially in the black communities. We cannot hide from what we are experiencing and what we are seeing in front of us. We cannot hide. I've, I speak to a whole lot of young men, and one of the things that the, the young people, the young men that, that I speak to will tell me is that there is no one to show me. There is no one to guide me. There is no one to show me what is right and what is wrong. There is no one to give me guidance of of what it is that I'm supposed to do as a man. There is is no one to show me the ropes. There is no one to teach me. There is no one to mentor me. I don't have people around me that can mentor me to tell me this is what I should be doing and this is what I should not be doing and it is it is important to me um, it is important to me to address this 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 particular issue because a lot of young men want to do right but when they look in front of them there is no one doing right that they can emulate and model around so we need leaders men who are going to stand up and be model men good men Model fathers, model leaders in the communities. They don't have to be perfect. We are all people who are, are flawed in our ways. We are a flawed uh, people, but we need men to stand up. Because if men do not stand up, we are going to have a situation where we have a generation that is coming up that is confused, that is ill-prepared, that is ill-equipped. Four-parent world, so that they can bring up the next generation after them, and and if we don't address the men in the in, in 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 this country, if we don't address the men in the world, to say it is time to stand up and and, and be counted and be the protectors and be the guiders, it is not going to. We we are going to be in a chaotic environment. But I want to address this issue in a in a in a very in a way that I believe it should be addressed because I know it sounds like I'm rambling a lot, but um, I want to address it in a in a, in a in a very different way. Let's look at the male species, the man. One of the challenges that happens in most of the times that when I I, I, I see I I've read a lot of uh, magazines I've read a lot of 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 um um resources about men and about manhood and about how to become I found it interesting that the people that write those things seem to write it from a, an academic perspective and not from a social perspective it it seems they, 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 they put so much academics into it that it is devoid of the reality on the ground they put so much academics into it and it is devoid of the reality on the ground the question that we should be asking is what is the role of a man in life in the family in the community, in the country. Because as, as we empower our women, which is a good thing for us to do, as we empower women, women empowerment has been, has been moving at an alarming rate as, as women get empowered to, to, to reach their potential. We have neglected in that space the man, the young man who's sitting at home you you, you, you you look around how many programs women have, women empowerment programs, women um, tri- striving to become CEOs of companies, women striving to be captains of industries, women striving to, to be uh, business entrepreneurs, women striving to be this they, They've got a lot of workshops, uh, workshopping women to become powerful um, leaders in the communities. But all that has been done to the neglect of men, of young men who are sitting at home who it seems there is no one who is paying attention to them. As young girls progress, as young girls become successful, which is a good thing, as young girls become successful, they become the entrepreneurs, they become everything that, that, that they want to become in their lives. They become this powerful entity up there. You've got young men who have been left behind in this whole drive to push women forward. Because if you're pushing someone forward, you are pushing someone forward at the ne- at, at the expense of someone. Because you can't be forward if there's no one who's behind you. So for someone to be forward there has to be someone behind. But now what we have done is as we empowered our women we have left men behind. And we've got young men who have no no mentorship, no guidance, no one, no programs, no one is is listening to them, no one is hearing them, no one is talking about them, no one is taking about how they can become better people. Every time you hear conversations about men, is always has to do with men are trash, men are dogs, men are useless, men are abusive, men are abusers, men are pedophiles, men are this. It's always has got a negative connotation whenever we are sitting down and discussing men. But we haven't sat down and said, let us teach these men how to be good men. It is well in, 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 in well good intended for us to blame them, to vilify them, to, to talk that they are abusers, they are trash, they are this, they are heartbreakers, they are cheaters, they are th- You can put any word around men and, and how bad they are but as long as you are not coming up with a solution on how you are going to address men and their issues we are going to be dealing with these problems that we are trying to get them out of let, let me let me let me give let me give a practical example i was doing gardening one time and i was doing gardening um at my in-laws place and i was doing gardening uh at my in-laws place uh my 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 wife had gone i I had gone and has left me with my uh, three-year-old son i think he was about two and a half or maybe two years two eight months uh, somewhere there he was he's three years now but somewhere around two months two two years that he was he was so he was doing he was watching me do gardening And so as I was picking the shovel and trying to sort out the garden, he went and picked up a stick and he joined me doing gardening. What was was profound about that experience as I was watching him, watching me, is that he was imitating everything I was doing. So if I would stop when I was gardening, he would also stop. If I would just... Uh, give a sigh that I was tired he will do the same thing if I would walk out of the garden and start drinking water he will also want to drink water and if I would go back into the garden in that garden he would do the same thing and you could tell that he is emulating what he is seeing in front of him and I sat there and I watched my son watching me and he is learning from what I am doing not what I am saying and I asked myself what happens to young men that have no no fathers that there is no father there who is in front of them that they can emulate that they can say this is what I want to be this is what I want to become this is the kind of man that I want to be what does that do to the psyche of that star? I asked myself that question, and I didn't have an answer to it, and and I, it broke my heart that there are young men that are looking for a compass to show them direction on where they are supposed to go, and there is no compass in front of them. And I, I looked at my son as he was looking at me, and we were looking and we were laughing about it as he was trying to dig using a stick. But the lesson I learned from that moment is that this boy is watching me. And every step that I take, every every move that I make, he's going to make. Everything that I try to do, he's going to do. So every time he's with me, there is something in my mind to say I need to model the right thing in front of him. And and it's been my mission to try and model what is right in front of him. So that I don't lose my temper in front of him. I don't I don't do anything that can can jeopardize the, the, the lesson he's trying to learn from me by observing not from what I'm saying. And the the the, the most people say that um, just teach. Just teach people, just teach someone and then people learn more from observing than from what they are being told. So if they see it in front of them, they can become what they can see. But a lot of young men, there is no one in front of them that is modeling the right thing that they can learn from. So they try to look for direction from each and every place. So they are looking for a father in places they shouldn't be looking for one. It is, it is, it is very, it is very profound. Um, what what I what I experienced with my my son, and I remember when he he was born. When he was born, I was inside the, the theater when he was born, and they gave me my son. The, the nurses, the doctors gave me my son when he was like thirty seconds old. They gave me my son, and and I looked at him. And from that moment, I knew that I'm now responsible for a human being in life. And and if we are to teach men to have that mindset to say, when you plant your seed, when you impregnate someone, there has to be something that kicks in your head that says, I am now responsible for someone Life, and I will have to do my level best to be there for this child, to protect this child, to cover this child, to lead this child, to provide for this child, irregardless of the relationship I have with the mother. Because the relationship I have with the mother has nothing to do with the relationship I have with the child. Because I know a lot of men have an excuse of saying, no, I don't, I don't have time for my kids because there's a problem with the mother. The mother is the issue. The no, no, no. You are responsible for the seed that you plant. You are responsible for the seed that you plant. So once you plant that seed into the ground, you are now responsible For that seed that you have planted in the ground, it is your job now to nurture the seed, to weed the seed, to water the seed, to make it grow and to make it strive. It is now your responsibility, regardless of your issues that you might have with the mother. So the issues that you might have with the mother has nothing to do with the seed so you can't walk away as a man from your responsibility because you, are, you have issues with the mother. So the first thing of manhood that we need to teach young men is responsibility. We need to teach young men responsibility. A man should understand that he is responsible for everything. The seed, everything that happens, man is supposed to have it in his mind that he is a responsible person because responsibility has to fall into the lab of a man. Again, I, 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 one of my, my, my mentors once said to me, that the, the, the first step of being a man is understanding that your responsibility is far above your needs Ah that, 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 that shocked me uh, that, that really shocked me and it it, it, it really made me think he, he said uh, when you are you, you, you are a responsible person your needs become secondary to your responsibilities. So in other words you, you your need might be to go out party and enjoying life, and and recklessly spending your money. But your responsibilities will control your needs. So now your needs, your, your responsibility has to be above your needs. I was like, wow. He said, that's the first step of being a man that's the first step of being a man and for you to understand that part that your response your needs come secondary to your responsibility and if you if you learn that you will understand that you you will put your family first in everything that you do because you are you are now a responsible person for example maybe you are working in an environment and you've got this beautiful young girl and you are a married man. This beautiful young girl that you work with, you, you want that girl. It's your need. You, you, you want that girl. It's your need. You, you might even having, maybe you are having problems in, uh, in, in, your own, um, in, in your own marriage. You are having problems in your own marriage. And the girl is receptive to you. The reason that you don't go after that girl is because you understand that your responsibilities are above your needs but if you put your needs first you will neglect your responsibilities so now you are pursuing your needs at the expense of your responsibility that's what you should you, you, you should you should uh, I'll, I'll give you an illustration of, of, of this in a, in a biblical sense for, for those who, who, who study the Bible the the, the Bible says um, the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so for God to atone for the people's sins he needed to um, give his son to die as atonement for sins his needs might have been to spend time with his son his needs might have to be Having a good relationship with his son, but the responsibility was that someone needed to die. So now he put the responsibility above the need and allowed this whole thing to happen so that a man can be saved. It might not be the ideal thing for him, but he understood the responsibility. So, if you are a man, you need to understand the responsibility that is above your need. But if you are a man who puts his needs above his responsibility, you will realize that you will be, you will, um, you will break your marriages, you will destroy your family, you will destroy your home because you are busy pursuing your need above your responsibility. So the first thing of being a man is to understand responsibility. This again is illustrated if, if you are to read in the book of Genesis when God created Adam. The first thing that God gives Adam is responsibility. He says take care of the garden. Responsibility. Take care of the garden. You are responsible for the garden. We need to give young men responsibility because if he does not have responsibility, he does not know the importance of getting up in the morning and going to find work. He does not know the importance of providing. Because he has never been given responsibility. So God gives Adam first thing he gives him before he even gives him a wife, before he even gives him Eve, before he even gives him anything, he gives him responsibility. Take care of the garden. Make sure the garden is good. Make sure the garden is right. Take care of the garden. He did not start with the woman. He started with responsibility. And it is this thing that we need to learn that it starts with understanding our responsibility before we, we, we put men in... You, you don't put young men into a marriage if he doesn't understand responsibility. Why do you want to get married if you do not understand responsibility? Because once you get married, you are now responsible. And if you, are, if you, if you don't understand that part that you are now responsible, you will never succeed in your marriage. So God gives Adam responsibility. And second thing that God gives Adam is he says, name everything and whatever you call it, it shall become. He gives him authority. He gives him authority that you are now responsible. Because you are now responsible, I now can trust you with authority, with decision-making with the ability to make a decision you cannot be trusted in making decisions if you don't understand responsibility because it is dangerous to give someone who does not understand responsibility authority because if he doesn't understand responsibility and you give him authority he's going to abuse the authority because it does not understand the responsibility so the first thing that you need to give a man is responsibility and then give him authority you have to earn to be the authoritative voice of your family, it is earned by showing that you are responsible. You have to learn, you have to earn it, it is earned. You you can't come into the house and demand, I'm the man, I'm the man, everyone should listen to me. Everyone should, no, no, no. You have to earn that right for the people to listen to you by being responsible first you have to earn that right for people to listen to you by being responsible first so you become responsible first before we give you authority and if you are a man and you are not you are an ir- irresponsible man we cannot give you authority we cannot give you authority because you are irresponsible but if you are a responsible man if you are a man who is responsible, we then can trust you with authority. But we can't trust you until you become responsible. So those are the two elements that I want to um, zero in on this first episode as, as we will be going on into the other episode and we're looking at issues, things that we, we also need to be looking at. The, the, these are the two issues that man needs to understand that you need to be responsible. So that you can be given authority. You cannot have authority without being responsible. So the first lesson we need to teach young men as they grow up and become men is that they need to understand they are supposed to be responsible. So once they master the responsibility, then we give them authority. You can't give them authority if if they're not responsible. Because they will abuse the authority. Because they are not a responsible person. So now, when you look at these two issues and you look at young men who have not been taught these two issues, you will find that most of the problems that we are dealing with in today's world culminate from the failure of young people, young men to to understand these two words, responsibility and authority. Because if you are a responsible person, you will know and you will understand the burden of of having authority. Because I am now responsible for someone. If I have that feeling of being responsible for someone, why would I rape that person? Why would I rape my daughter if I have a sense of responsibility that. I am responsible for this person, why would I rape her? Why would I beat up my wife if I understand the responsibility that I've been given? Why would I, I abuse? Why would I not take care of my family? Why would I not put bread on the table for my for my kids to eat? Why would I not buy clothes for my children? Why would I not do that if I understand that I am responsible for that person? But if I do not understand that I'm responsible for that person, then this is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk away from the family. I'm going to walk away from my my wife. I'm going to be abusive to my children because I do not understand that I am responsible for this for this person. So the first thing we need to, to to get men into understanding is is that I am I am responsible. I am responsible for this. I am responsible for this young man. I am responsible for this beautiful daughter of mine. I am responsible for my family's success. I am responsible for my children's success. I am responsible for my children's failures. I am responsible for my family's failures. I am responsible for my family breaking up. It is the duty of a man to keep his family together. In the book of Joshua, Joshua says, if it's for me and my family, we shall follow the Lord. And you, here is an illustration of what I was talking about. Here is the man who is responsible for his family, exercising his authority above his family. He's making a decision about his family because he has earned the right to make that decision. You 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 can't come and tell... Uh, uh, um, your family what to do if you have never provided anything for them you have never put food on the table for them you have never clothed them you have never been there you don't know anything about and then you want to come and say i am the father this is what we should be doing. no 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 you can't exercise authority where you have not exercised responsibility so the first stage is for you to exercise responsibility so that you can exercise authority you can't exercise authority if there is no responsibility that's that's the thing and you cannot be responsible if you are putting your needs first because if you're putting your needs first as a man you can never achieve the ability to be responsible for the family because you are busy pursuing your needs you might be successful in life. You you might have uh, you have a business you are striving you. You 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 are a successful man. You've got money in the bank. You've got a beautiful car parked outside. But the problem is uh, all of those things that you are pursuing might be your needs to the neglect of your family. You have achieved all of that and left your family behind. You have become a CEO of a company and you, you are wearing expensive suits and you are, you are speaking in, in big conferences but you have neglected your responsibility for your needs. You might be successful but your family is suffering. So man is a foundation of which a family is built on. As the seed bearers, as the ones who carry the seed, uh, in construction, they, 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 they've got an interesting analogy. They tell you that if you see the walls of your house cracking, chances are high that there was a problem with the foundation when they were building your house. So because your house does not crack if, if, um, if, if, if the foundation is correct, so if you see your house cracking, chances are high that um, the foundation is wrong. So if you see the walls cracking, if you see that there are walls cracking and there is there are cracks on the wall, you realize that the reason why there are cracks on the wall is because the foundation is not correct. So if the foundation is not correct, it's going to crack the walls. So now, if the man has been put down or laid down as as uh, the foundation, as the foundation of which the family is, has to be built on as the foundation of which the family has to be has to be uh uh, built upon and if the family is cracking we need to look at the foundation and see if the foundation was properly dug, and that foundation will be men and if we do not address these issues if we do not talk about these issues we are going to be in serious problems in this, in the, in this country. So we, we are this podcast is pretty much for me to address a foundation. We need to sort it out. We need to sort it out, We need to sort out that foundation. So today, as I conclude the, this first episode, I will leave you with this, your responsibility above your needs your responsibility above your needs and authority is earned and it's not just given so as a man we need to understand that the first thing we need to understand in our lives is that we are responsible and the problems that the world is facing falls right onto our lap. Thank you for listening to me in this first episode. Thank you for listening to me in the Fatherless uh, podcast. We shall be doing this again. And on our second episode, we shall be looking at this whole feather and digging it further and getting into the roots and the causes of so many things. I hope you will come back and listen for it more. Thank you very much. Good night. Mm